Um, first things first, first runner-up, Dancing with New Dimensions, People's Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, uh, we have a, a Dancing with the Stars of Chesterfield at Clover Hill High School, and uh, I made my one and only debut uh, at that. So. What was the dance? Um, what song did we do? We did uh, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. And so they, the, the students in the show choir teach the dance to the adults. Mm -hmm. So I had a good partner. She made me look good. His first runner-up Dancing with the Stars trophy isn't the only award that James Lane has received over his decorated career as a public educator. He is the superintendent of Chesterfield County Public Schools, a Merck school division, and one of the 70 largest school districts in the nation, serving over 60,000 students through more than 60 schools. He was the 2017 Virginia Superintendent of the Year for his former service in Goochland County, another Merck school division. He has also been recognized as one of the top 40 under 40 in Richmond, as the Education Innovator of the Year in 2016 by Rich Tech, and as a 2016 National Superintendent to watch by the National School Public Relations Association. He has also supported the development of Code RVA as an innovative regional high school in Richmond. Dr. Lane has served as the chair of our Merck Policy and Planning Council for the last two years and was able to offer insight into how educational research and practice tend to interact with each other in service to furthering public education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, so let's get started. What do you think the purpose is of public schools? Well, ultimately, we want to prepare our students to have a great life after they graduate. And we want them to have all the options uh, available to them and that we prepared them for any of those. So I, I hope that a kid that wants to go right into the world of work as a plumber or an electrician or uh, even uh, in some cases in automobile tech, that we've given them everything that they need to walk right out there and be successful and be the best that they can be. Uh, you know, my hope for many of those kids is that they're also entrepreneurs and thinking about how they can uh, lead their own business one day. And so we want them to be leaders. But we're also obviously preparing a huge percentage of our students to move on to college. And, and uh, uh, we want to make sure that the the pre-college experience that we offer in our schools continues to be the most competitive. Uh, we have amazing specialty centers, AP programs, now we're expanding dual enrollment, and we want to make sure that we continue to do that because we believe that the more prepared our students are, that the, the more successful they'll be when they leave. But ultimately, one of my favorite things about superintendent, when I think about what we do every day from a, from a purpose standpoint, is hearing those stories about kids that have really uh, made a huge impact on our community. And so, uh, you know, I always think of us as preparing the next generation to lead. And uh, certainly, the, I think that's really the purpose of public education, to make sure that we are sustaining a, a democracy that we can all be proud of. Mm -hmm. So that strikes me as challenging work, because what you just described is a lot of variability in the kinds of futures that students end up pursuing for themselves. So how do you go about running a school division where you have students that are preparing for college, some that are preparing for the workforce, some that are preparing for technical programs? How do you meet that big of a variety of needs to be able to prepare that future generation like you're talking about? Well, certainly it's a challenge, but I think it's 
it's what all of us get into when we decide to become educators. Uh, I, as a teacher, and later as a principal and now a superintendent, I really believe in personalizing the learning experience for every child and the abilities that we have with modern technology to further impact each student at the individual level is amazing. And so what we have to do is not focus on necessarily those specific outcomes of what percentage you're going to get into college or how many are going to go into the workforce, but making sure that we actually give kids a wide breadth of opportunities so that any of those things would be possible. Mm -hmm. And so we constantly focus on our programs. We do research to make sure that our programs are effective. Uh, we make sure that our numbers match student interest. We look at the job market and make sure that the programs that we're offering actually are going to lead to opportunities later. Uh, we do look at our college programs and make sure that our kids are successful uh, not only immediately after graduation but far into the future. And so um, whereas it is a challenge, it's certainly something that uh, we believe in Chesterfield. We're, we're, we are as good as or better than anyone in the world at preparing students for those outcomes. Sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of purpose to the mission of public schools, right? Like you're serving all students equitably, but as you mentioned, it's also challenging work, and there's a lot of different challenges that are facing public schools today. So what do you see as not necessarily the greatest challenge facing public schools, but something that you're focused on in your work that you're trying to address to improve for your students? Well, certainly the the largest challenge in public schools right now is that we do have an infinite set of needs to to personalize this learning experience like I've described mm -hmm. but there will also be there will always be a finite set of resources and so one of the things that we think about all the time is how we can prioritize those programs or opportunities for students that will have the most impact with the most efficient use of dollars mm -hmm. and uh, and and so uh, as a superintendent, it's, it's certainly something I think about all the time. And, um, you know, one of the other things I, I think that we're challenged by is, is time. And mm -hmm. uh, what I know is that uh, if we have more time with students, we can make an impact. What we like to say often is that if time is the constant, learning is the variable. If we expect mm -hmm. students to learn in the same amount of time, their performance will be all over the place. Mm -hmm. But if we make time the variable and we can really hone in with students that have extra needs or even uh, give enrichment to students that are, that are way above the threshold of, of what's typically expected. So if, if, if time can become that variable, then we know learning can become a constant. And that's really what equity is all about to us. And certainly in, in, our, in our school division, uh, we have several priorities. Student engagement is at the top of the list. We want to make sure that our kids love school. No matter what your zip code is, no matter what your background is, that when you walk through the doors of our schools, that you can have that same great experience that everyone else can. Hmm. How do you go about personalizing the learning experience for the, the broad variety of students that you serve in Chesterfield? Well, there are certainly a variety of ways to do that. Um, you know, our, our teachers are becoming experts at differentiating in the classroom. Uh, we're tapping into new technologies with the ability to offer students course and even remedial opportunities in a virtual setting. Uh, we're, we're able to really sit down with students early in their career and map out a plan for their education so that uh, the courses that they're taking are really aligned to their personal goals and, and outcomes that they want for themselves after school. And, uh, you know, we're also really trying to uh, create more extracurricular and after-school opportunities so that students have uh, an even deeper experience 
not only during the school day, but they continue their education outside of the school day. It's one of the reasons school divisions have moved to providing students with uh, technology. You know, at the time we rolled out our Chromebooks uh, to our students, we had the largest Chromebook rollout in, in, in the nation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, what that allows us to do is make sure that students don't just learn from bell to bell, but when they get home, they can continue their learning. And which has really changed our landscape because it used to be that uh, a lot of our educational programs were focused on uh, knowledge and answering basic questions, for instance, about history. Mm -hmm. But now students have the answers to every question that we ask them in, mm -hmm. in the palm of their hands. And so we've got to find a different way to challenge them to cr think critically, learn to communicate better, co uh, collaborate with other students and really become creators because we know that's what it's going to take to be excellent in the future workforce. Sure. You've already alluded to the role of research a couple of times in some of the things you've, that you've been talking about, and I know that you're deeply invested in this because you've served as our chair for our policy and planning council for Merck for the last couple of years, so we're grateful for that. So what do you see as the role of research in advancing public education? Well, ultimately, uh, when, when we're spending taxpayer dollars as a school division, we want to make sure that when we spend those funds that we can ensure to the citizens of this community that we're spending their money wisely and that we have really thought through everything that we want to do. And so research is our ability to, and, and we're so appreciative to have partners like VCU help us with this. We want to make sure that anything that we do is, is, is well thought out, is uh, something that is aligned to the best practices based in the research and is something that we can uh, say with absolute certainty is going to make an impact on students' lives. And uh, in, in a school division with nearly 60,000 kids, uh, it's really important that before we put something in front of our students, we know what we can expect the return on investment to be. And so that's, that's a huge piece of research for me, is ensuring, uh, ins ensuring to our community that what we're putting in front of students is, is valid and reliable. In addition to that, I think that research has allowed us to think differently about that whole piece of personalizing the student learning experience. You know, whether it's the SOL tests or even the new growth assessments that we're trying to put in place, or performance assessments, really being able to aggregate that research and know how our students are doing at any given time is really important. We want to help inform our teachers' thinking. And I, I know that the, the more data that we collect on our students, uh, the more that we can really be intensive and focused on, on making sure that students' performance is improving. And uh, so I, I, I have really enjoyed in, in my time really getting to be deeply involved with, with data analysis because I've seen the impact that it can have on kids and programs that we put in place. Yeah, yeah, it gives you the evidence to support the work that you're, you're doing to know what works and what doesn't. How well do you think the education research and education practice worlds communicate with each other right now? Well, I think it's going to be really important that we communicate better. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, high-functioning school divisions like Chesterfield are deeply involved in thinking about research and our decision-making. But, uh, you know, having worked in four different school divisions in my career, it really took time to build a culture where people saw the benefit of research and, and data. Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, because we're all just so busy, just had the time to really study it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I think we've tried to do with Merck and VCU is to prepare briefs so that we make research more easily accessible mm -hmm. to folks. 
uh, and, and I think that is going to have to continue to be a priority. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think we work together. We have great partnerships with the universities uh, that, that we lean on for research, but I do think that uh, bringing research into practice is certainly a challenge not only from the practitioner's side, but from the researcher's side. Absolutely. So um, it, it sounds like that's kind of a charge for folks who are working in education practice in K-12 service to, to seek out opportunities to incorporate research. But I think it's also a really important lesson on the education research side that if you're not producing work that's benefiting school systems directly or being able to communicate that in an effective and efficient way, then uh, we might be missing out on something. Absolutely. So I imagine not many people know what it's like to be a superintendent. So, sure. we don't, so there's, there's a lot that goes into the role of somebody who's running a school division. So what is the experience of running a school division with, like you were saying, around 60,000 students, 63 schools? What's that like? Well, uh, certainly our work is challenging. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think you have to have a passion for waking up every day excited about making a difference in kids' lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started out as a teacher. And, I, and being a teacher was absolutely the best job I ever had in my life. I loved working directly with kids. But, you know, a day came in my life where I felt a calling to, to make sure that every classroom could have the impact on kids that I thought that mine did. And that led me to the principalship. And then I got into uh, working as a principal, and I started thinking, how can we make it so that every school has the same impact on kids that my school has? And that led me to think about being a division superintendent. And then even in my superintendent career, you know, I, I started out in a school division with three schools, uh, went to a school division with five, and now I'm working in a school division with 63. And, but what I can tell you is the challenges are the same whether I was in the three school school division or in the 63 school school division. It's just a different scale. Mm -hmm. And so we're all thinking about the same things, how we can make a difference in kids' lives, how we can better use our resources, how we can build more trust with the community, how we can be more transparent about our operations because we are a government organization. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, those things don't change. And, you know, the other, the other thing is uh, the superintendent really uh, is – uh, expected to be a community figure. And so in addition to, uh, you know, operating and making sure that our 60,000 students are safe and learning every day, we certainly are uh, also thinking about how we can uh, have impact on the community. And so I really try hard uh, to, to let people, not just parents and students, get to know me, but the entire community. Mm -hmm. And then we are really a part of the, the governance structure of the county. And so uh, we're constantly working with the school board uh, the county administrator and the board of supervisors to make sure that we're all working together to create a better Chesterfield. Mm -hmm. How have shifting policies impacted your work over time? Well, uh, shifting policies are basically a part of, of what you can expect to be in a school division. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that every year, whether it's our local school board policies or even our general assembly uh, uh, you know, code of Virginia changes or even now federal policy, uh, what we know ultimately is that our job is to advocate for what we think is best for kids. And then once decisions are made by the folks that are elected by the citizens, we've got to make sure we align our operations to, to come into compliance. And so in a large organization like ours, we're constantly monitoring compliance. We're constantly monitoring expectations. Uh, we're constantly advocating for what we think is best. But ultimately, uh, we do our part to make sure that Chesterfield is positioned to be the best school division uh, that it can be potentially in the nation. Mm -hmm. How does research inform your work here in Chesterfield? Well, uh, 
research informs our, our work in a variety of ways. We actually, because of the relative size of our school division, we actually have, have a research and evaluation team in-house. And so we work with our university professors to, to gain uh, larger context, maybe regional, statewide, or even nationwide research. But we do our own research projects uh, within our school division to make sure that we uh, have program evaluations. Uh, we're looking at school improvement efforts and the, and the effectiveness of those efforts. Uh, we look at uh, analyzing our curriculum to make sure that it's aligned to our, our outcomes. And ultimately, we use research and evaluation to drive our thinking on any topic that requires a major decision. So, you know, probably the future of research and evaluation in schools is also taking that same type of thinking that we put into the instructional space and putting it into our finance and operations uh, as well. And so we're, we're now moving outside of just thinking about what's best for kids, but what does the research say about the best way to operate our schools? What does the research say about the best way to fund our schools? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, uh, if, if, if we're going to be a, a data-driven school division, we have to be able to write those white papers or briefs or decision papers so that we can, uh, again, provide that certainty to the community that the decisions we're making are based on what we know to be best in education. Yeah. Is that line of thinking what led you to become involved with Merck in the beginning? Well, certainly uh, my journey with Merck started when I was superintendent in a school division adjacent to Chesterfield. and uh, But I, I have the unique perspective of having worked with many universities. Uh, we had a partnership like Merck, but not quite the same, called CERN with William and Mary. Uh, and then we had a, a, a similar partnership called VSUP with the University of Virginia. And each of them really took on a different way of partnering with school divisions. And so having seen that variety of ways that universities want to partner with schools, I, I became impressed with the Merck model because it really was focused on research and not just uh, professional development. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think the challenge that we face in Merck is now taking that amazing research and building out a professional development model to make sure we can get it to all of our schools. Yeah, continuing to grow. What do you think the future is for public schools in our country? Well, I, I, think, I think the future is bright. I think that when I think about uh, the, the one thing that can make a difference in citizens' lives and to create a better America, if that doesn't sound too lofty, public education is the one thing that's intended to do that. It's the one thing that makes sure that all of our citizens are engaged in the economy. It's one, the one thing that makes sure that all of our students are prepared for life as active citizens and voters. And I, I, I just absolutely think that uh, our public schools are essential uh, to the future of our country. And so uh, I think that education will evolve. I think that technology will continue to change our landscape. Uh, I think that we'll have to really closely monitor uh, discussions about school choice and the impacts that those will have on our schools. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, I know that our schools are going to continue to excel and continue to get better and continue to find even more innovative ways to prepare students for their life after school. Dr. Lane, thanks for your time and perspective and for all the stuff that you've done with us at Merck. We're very grateful and, of course, for all the work you do with students here in Chesterfield. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.